I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. I'm John, and this is John Helps You Write Better. So, uh, you know, if you're not doing anything, I guess we should uh, we should talk about writing better. Here we go. Today, I have one very simple question for you. How are you measuring success? Now, okay, to be fair, not a truly simple question. Not like I'm asking you what color the sky is or whether or not you've gotten out of bed yet. Measuring success, though, seems to be the thing that preoccupies the majority of writers outside of their specific writing, but still in that sort of field of thinking about writing. Everybody has some kind of way to envision the long-term prospects of their writing. They want to publish this book, the next book, the next five books. They want to have a career. They want to write well enough to pay the mortgage. They want to have 20 books. They want to be a bestseller. They only want to spend the rest of their life writing, etc., etc., etc. And even it even breaks down further than that. I, I want to have, you know, a special room in my house with this many chairs and this kind of couch and this kind of thing. And I want to wear this kind of sweater and drink this kind of coffee poured from this kind of coffee device thing. And all of that is fine and well and good. And it's, it's nice that you're doing all this daydreaming. But how are you measuring success? I think too many people sit and look at what other people are doing and use that as a benchmark. Oh, well, you know, these other books in my genre sold or the author said they sold this many copies on the first day or, or this many copies in the first week. I need to do at least that to be successful. Why? Why? Just why? I don't understand. I'm not I'm not trying to be combative here. I genuinely don't understand the thinking that says that you have to do what somebody else is doing or exceed it in order for you to be good enough to that level. If I made, oh, I don't know, a dozen muffins or two dozen muffins, would you, and and you wanted to also get into the muffin game, did does any number of muffins I make matter to you? Why would words? Why would books? Why would sales? You can get in at any time. Just make some fucking muffins. So what? What? why do you have to benchmark your writing relative to someone else's? Their journey from where they started to where they are selling their book looks nothing like yours other than the fact that it contains very broad stroke similarities in that you both wrote something and now you're both trying to sell something. But beyond that, you don't have much to compare to. Trying to use someone else's sales metrics to evaluate your own prospects is going to be fundamentally frustrating. You will always be disappointed. Because I think it's too easy to assume some kind of universality like, oh, we're just selling widgets, and we can no matter who makes them, they all sell the same. And that's true for widgets, and that's probably true for muffins we make. 
but it is not true for something creative. It's not true for the art that is your book because you and the other person are not the same person and you and the other person didn't have the same experience and you and the other person aren't writing in the same way. You maybe you're maybe you're writing in the same language, but you're not necessarily like doing the exact same thing. You might even be in the same genre. You might even have roughly the same plot structure, but you're not making the same book. You can't look at them and go, that's what I need to do and I need to do what they're doing but better because competing with someone else isn't going to help you right now. If you really feel the need to like use competition as a motivating factor, which I think for all of us happens a lot, and certainly a lot more than you might expect. I know it happens to me all the damn time. I see what some other writing person is doing, what other coaches are doing, what other writing experts are doing, and they're crowing about their 10,000th paid Substack subscriber, or they're talking about how nice their last workshop was. And I feel it. I feel those pangs and kicks of like, well, God, John, had you, you know, had you decided to focus on that and not had to worry about putting food in the fridge, you probably could have done that too. I get it. I really do. But when we stop and think about it, I can't turn around and look at what they're doing and go, that's the benchmark. That's what I need to do or do better than in order to win because there's no prize. I'm not winning publishing. I'm not winning writing coaching. I'm not winning, you know, writing advice production because it's, it's not a contest. I'm not, you know, sending in my box tops and hoping I'm getting picked. I win, air quotes, win when people listen to my advice and they write better. I win when my clients publish their books. I win when people become clients. That's it. That's it. I don't have 10,000 paid Substack subscribers. I have, I think, one or two paid Substack subscribers. Um, it might just be one at this point. But that's fine. Like having more than zero for me is a win. Having done this for as long as I've been doing this is a win. I don't spend enough time appreciating that. And I think that's something significant. We get caught up in this idea of competing and trying to use somebody else's yardstick to measure what we're making when we must remember that we're setting our own terms. And you can always, you know, reset your terms. Absolutely. There's nothing nothing wrong with shifting things around and, and trying something different. But you can set your own terms. And it's not the same as moving your goalposts. Moving your goalposts is that strategy where you start doing a thing and then you haven't accomplished it yet, so you push the goal back. That's just going to lead to frustration. This is a matter of accomplishing one thing, finishing it, and then moving on to the next. Like example like if we are in the middle of a writing stretch and we our first goal is a thousand and then we're we're feeling pretty good so we go well we just hit word 500 we're halfway through our first to, towards our first goal and we say now nah, I'm feeling really good today I'm going to go for 1200 words we haven't written 1200 words yet we're only at 500 but we're we're moving those goal posts it's a goal in progress that's different than saying, okay, today I wrote 500 words. Tomorrow, I still have free time. Tomorrow, I'm going to write 600. 
or I've got one subscriber to my newsletter, I'm going to try and get two subscribers to my newsletter, or I'm going to try and get five more listeners to my podcast or whatever. You've accomplished one thing and it's done. And now you're setting a new goal and moving forward. That's different. That's not, the goalposts aren't moving. You're just, you're moving to the next goalpost rather than moving the goalposts away from you, if that makes sense. The point is, you're in charge of that. That's not somebody else's like coming in and telling you what the goalpost should be or how the goalposts are or anything like that. You get to determine your own metrics for success. And the route you have to take to get there doesn't matter. And I know that's going to be really hard for some of you. It does not matter if you made all your book sales in the first two days, as is typically average. You, you don't care if it comes, you know, really, truly, if, you, if you're going to sell 50 books total, does it matter if 49 of those 50 sales came in the first 12 hours or if the 50th sale came at the beginning of the 13th hour? Do you really care if everybody listens to your podcast at exactly 9 a.m. or 10.02 p.m.? Does that matter? Really? Because they're still listening. They're still buying the book. They're still doing the thing. They're still engaging with your stuff. So why are you getting bogged down in this sense of like how things have to be in order for them to be good? Why dial yourself in to such a specific, almost regularly impossible criteria in order to accomplish something? Is that because you're scared to succeed? Is that because you're worried that if you just make it broad, you won't be satisfied? Is that because you feel it's more valuable, like you've hit a more precise target, so therefore you must be a better shot? Why do you do that? Really, why do you do that? Think about that for a minute. Think about that. Sit with that. You don't have to constantly try and compete with other people. Most people don't give a shit. Not because you're a bad person or you're not worth consideration. It's that they don't know you're competing with them. They didn't consent to this contest. So why do you, why do you feel the need to do this? You can't innately tell yourself that you're good enough and you're trying and the, the competition, if you have to have one, is with yourself. And that the reward you're giving is proof of production and you can feel good about that. You made a book. Yay. You wrote a thing. Yay. You sold a thing. Awesome. And that can be good enough. What is it going to take for your success to be good enough? That doesn't mean you're stopping. That doesn't mean we are, you know, slacking. It doesn't mean we're going to like take our foot off the gas and fuck around for a while. I'm just asking you, how are you measuring your success and have you done it lately? Give that some thought. I'll talk to you tomorrow.